Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds, I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we have so much to get to, recapping the combine that was, and so much NFL news with uh, at least one big free agent signing plus a lot of franchise tag news. I'm pumped about this. Uh, this this offseason gets me so fired up with all of the rumors and possibilities, and it's really kicking into high gear. Kevin, are you as excited as I am? I'm excited about the offseason in general, yes, but you know the Combine and me do not get along. Uh, but other than that, yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff going on today. Today was a... Pretty big news day. Mm. All right. So, okay. Speaking of which, and this wasn't today, which is what, Tuesday? The seventh Tuesday. Um, but how do you feel about New Orleans trying out their brand new car? See what I did wow. there? That was you see? Did you see? Yeah, I need the last five seconds of my life back. That was awful. Sweet Jesus. Oh. Dad, I heard it. I heard a, someone did that on the podcast I listened to today, and it was so awful that yeah, I had to do it for myself. So terrible. I love it because I have Chris Olave in my league of records. So things they all they have a they have quite a nice little uh, starting unit there, skill players. If Kamara actually gets to play, no, that um, I, 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 mean, I had said two months ago. I figured that's where he'd probably end up. I'm glad he did. Don't forget about Michael Thomas. Because he's yeah, he's still I'm, there as well. Yeah, I want to go ahead and forget about him. He 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 can be the number two yeah. short area possession uh, receiver. Yeah, I know yeah. you you hate him. Done with I him. dislike him. Done with him. You despise him. Okay. He they, they doesn't it, do anything. He's useless. He never plays. Well, he, correct. He is a diva. Absolutely, one hundred percent. He was probably so upset and sad that uh, his boy Drew Brees was gone. But now he's got a decent quarterback, so hopefully he'll come around and do something. But I do agree with you a thousand percent. It definitely helps Chris Olave, who I have in Dynasty. Um, the running game, historically speaking, the Saints have been good at putting whoever out there. Now, granted, it wasn't um, their current coach. It was Sean Payton who was able to do that, but – Hopefully they can find something if Kamara does get uh, suspended to get him out there. But if you're Derek Carr, what better division to go to? You know, there's rumors about the Jets, but in the Jets, you're fighting Josh Allen and you're fighting the, the Dolphins in your own division. You're not fighting to mention, Bill Belichick. Right. Not exactly. Not to mention Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. You go to the NFC. We already talked. There's two teams, three teams. Eagles, Niners, and Cowboys, theoretically, but we'll see. We'll see where Mike McCarthy's going to take this team. But then you go to your own division. I mean, come on. The Buccaneers with no Tom Brady, the Panthers with nothing, no QB at all. 
and the Falcons with Desmond Ritter. What a it feels like a selfish decision here, but good for you, Derek Carr. You want to win. You picked a good spot to go to to give yourself a shot. Well, what do you mean selfish decision? What do you mean by that? Because he was the essentially Jets. let go. He had to go somewhere. Right. So if you went to the Jets, now obviously we have no idea what the contract was going to look like, but let's just say all things are equal. I think the Jets are a better landing spot than the Saints. The Jets are a far better team, excuse me, top to bottom, I think, than the Saints. Yeah, but you so, just gave all the reasons why this was better. Right, because he wants the easiest path to win. Okay. It. Which, which, listen, good for you. I get it. I'm not holding anything against him. It's tough for to not make that choice, right? Yeah. That's your easiest path to a Super Bowl. Take it. It's not the best team you could have gone to. You don't have the best weapons there to throw to, but you definitely have an easier shot at the playoffs. Yeah, and I think, I think there's something to be said, too, not wanting to go to a team that have made it very clear you're not their first choice. Mm. Yes, and we did talk about that last week, I think, where the Jets, um, y- y- they might drop the ball here. They're putting all their chips in the Aaron Rodgers basket. And granted, they're, the, the Packers gave Aaron Rodgers permission to seek a trade and do all this stuff. And all the Jets brass, they're on an air. Well, the plane's probably landed by now. But on the way out to California to meet with him and discuss that trade. But if it doesn't go through, and by the time they figure out, Jimmy Garoppolo might be signed somewhere. I just saw today the Raiders are talking to him. You Excellent. know, it might be the Texans, right? They might be left with Zach Wilson. I I know how that story turns out, man. Maybe they could sign Jameis. <laughs> It'd be better than Wilson, that's for sure. Maybe they'll trade for uh, Lamar. Maybe they'll get that. Maybe they'll they'll do the sign sign with him and get the two number ones. Give up two. We're warmers. saving him for last. We're we're saving your boy L. Jacks for last. I'll Next be so up. happy when we don't even have to talk about him anymore. Well, if he takes the Le'Veon Bell route, it might be sooner rather than yeah. Later. I don't. I don't think even he's that stupid. We'll see. Yeah, I don't it's think, not looking I don't good think he's going to sit out a whole year. But one uh, deal that we were very excited about, were, and I saw it and was super pumped, and then you sent me a text, and I know you were excited, was when Geno Smith signed a three-year three deal with the Seattle Seahawks, exactly what he should have done, exactly what they should have done. Three years, not too much, just enough. It's not a one-year de- one prove-it deal. He already did that for you. Gives him a little security, sets him up for the rest of his life, and uh, puts him in a good position to keep pushing forward. Um, and I love it, man. I love it for him. He deserved it. I love it for them. I mean, imagine trading away Russell Wilson and getting the better quarterback out of the deal so far. So far. Yeah, it, it worked out great for him. I saw today in his 10-year career, he had made $17 million. Now this one's averaging, what, 35 a year? Yeah. But yeah, he hit the jackpot. He played well at the right time. I mean, he didn't even have the starting job going into the year. I mean, he did, but going into preseason, he didn't necessarily have it. It was a battle, and he did well. I mean, he did great. So more power to him. It's good for both him and the team. Yeah, and think if you're Derek Carr, you're going to a team, obviously making a ton more money, but you're going to a team, and your top two weapons are uh, Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Geno Smith's got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett again, man. That's is yeah. such a and, a and a team that's committed to running the ball, which takes some pressure off of you. And you got Kenneth. Oh man, I love it. I love it for him. 
Yeah, it's great for for Gino. More power to him. Yes, yeah. one uh, uh, Josh... one more what, what, domino to fall, I guess you would say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Josh Jacobs gets a franchise tag. Uh, he who shall not be named gets a franchise tag. Yes. Both, I think, were you know good choices by all involved. Although I would have kind of liked to see Josh Jacobs hit the free agent market just to see what would happen. You know, leading the league in rushing. Uh, Saquon Barkley. So Daniel Jones at that, the eleventh hour. I mean, it, the deadline was what four p.m. and it was yeah. it was close to it when it comes out that Daniel Jones. They finally worked out a deal: forty years, one hundred sixty million, forty million bucks a year for Daniel Jones. If you ask me, that's an overpay, but I guess they had to do he it. Plays like he did the second half of last year. It's a bargain. If right. he goes back to what he was, then yeah, it's going to be an ugly contract. Yeah, and because of that, um, the uh, Giants were able to throw in the non-exclusive tag for Saquon Barkley, uh, which we'll obviously be talking about that uh, the non-exclusive tag again here in a little bit. And I, I think that's great because Saquon he gets what is it, ten million or something like 10. that? Ten point one million. There you go, and he can test the market too. He can see if another team wants to trade for him, which or sign him to a deal. It's not going to happen. Zero percent chance that somebody's giving Saquon, up two ones for a running right. back. Exactly. Saquon's not the non-exclusive tag is only applicable to a quarterback or like a top three left tackle in the league, maybe that or a really hardcore defensive end, maybe right or a top really three pass. Good. Right, Aaron Donald in his prime might have netted you for two first round picks. Okay. But other than that, it ain't happening. So Saquon's playing for the Giants this year for sure. It's and funny because Giants. he who shall not be named is going to get two million be paid as minuscule as his production is compared to what those guys do. He's going to still get paid two two like two point one million dollars more because the tight end that's that's the number. It's crazy. Is crazy. Duran Payne, I can't remember if we mentioned this last week or not. The the commanders hit him with the tag early. Yeah. And 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 as a team, that's great. You, uh, there's no reason not to do that. If you have one player on your team that you might tag, just tag him and get it done with and be like, all right, we got you tagged. It's all good. Now let's work out a long-term yeah. deal. 18.9 mil for him. Right. Tony Pollard got the tag. We knew that was coming too, most likely. We'll have to see how the Ezekiel Elliott stuff plays out, whether he's gonna get, you know, a drastic pay cut, which he should, or he just might he just might get the axe altogether. We don't know. One or the other. They can't they're they're strapped. They can't pay him what he's owed. Um, one last thing before we get to, to your guy. <laughs> there was a brief thing out there about Derrick Henry maybe being on the trading block. Twenty four hours go by, and it's like, ah, just kidding. He's not actually out there. How how do you feel about that? Because I feel for me personally, there are very few teams where Derrick Henry I think would be a good fit. Because how many times do we see Derrick Henry do nothing for two and a half quarters when he's got 15 carries under his belt? He got 15 carries for 36 yards. But then those last 10 carries, he ends up with over a hundred. There are very few teams that are willing, I think, to play that game. The Titans obviously are. They give him as many cares as he can handle. I don't know that there are other too many other teams out there that would do that for him and be able to get, um, you know, prime Derrick Henry, which is 
usually he doesn't even start getting fired up till double digit carries. Yeah, I, I saw an interesting article today outlining a trade package with the Chiefs. That would be just awesome. Sweet Lord. He's only going to get nine carries. I a don't game. care now. They would change things around a little bit when you have Andy Reid is smart. He plays to his to his people's strength, just like he did Kareem Hunt when he was there. Um, keep in mind, Kareem Hunt five years ago led the league in rushing. So it's not like Andy Reid refuses to run. Uh, no, that's not going to happen either. I, I think it's what it was. Again, these people are paid to come up and embell- with stories and embellish them, making it sound as though they're going to take the first offer they can get. When, in fact, the GM was just like listening to anything and saying anything like any good GM should. Nobody should be truly untouchable unless it's maybe your Mahomes, your Josh Allen's types. But but not a running back, especially a running back who's about to be 30. Why why would you not at least listen? If somebody says, man, we he's the last piece, we'll give you one and a two for him. Yes, please. Which isn't going to happen. Of course but, not. But uh, that's one thing I appreciate being an Eagles fan with Harry Roseman is and this is twofold one i appreciate that he listens to any and every trade offer sent his way and he inquires about every player in and the he NFL. should that's their job right so twofold one i appreciate that because who knows when you're going to get a deal and number two i appreciate it because when something like this happens it's rare that howie roseman makes the headlines like oh my gosh the eagles might trade away blah 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 or oh my gosh the eagles might you know try to trade for whoever mm-hmm. Because that's it's just that's what happens. That's what he does with right. every player. So it's sort of like, I don't know, tones down the the crazy, you know, irrational yeah, players of getting their panties up right. in a bunch over it. Right. My my thought, no. I, I'm sort of a firm believer that the head coach is the person who has to sort of know how to massage each player differently. The GM's job is not that. It's not to make best friends. The GM's job is to run the franchise and get the best people in the building. I really don't think it's his job to make everybody feel good. Now, that said, if you go out and do everything you can to piss off your players, that's going to be a problem. But a good GM, you're right, listens to everything, puts out feelers for everything. Yeah. Why Why wouldn't you? You're literally getting paid millions of dollars to do that very thing. So why would you not? That's a good way to That's a good way to put it. And I think that just emphasizes the importance of the relationship between the head coach and the GM. Like you have to sit down and the GM has to say, all right, you're the head coach. What types of players are you looking for? You know, and then you find that out and you say, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to do everything I can to get you those types of players. However, it's your job to make sure they're happy. There it's you not go. mine. I, love that. I, think that was a, I think that was a great point that you just made you know, saying that because I I don't think enough people think of it that way, but I think that's exactly how it should go. Cool. Yeah. I mean, what you just said made perfect sense that that's it. And that's why you have some of these teams like the Eagles, like the chiefs that win a lot because they have that great relationship between front office and head coach and trickles on down. You have happy players. You typically are going to have a decent team. And I think that helps when, you know, the, you said the Chiefs, they got Andy Reid. Everybody and their mother respects him. He's one of the most well-respected coaches in the league and for good measure. And Howie Roseman for the Eagles. He's one of the most, you know, um, mm-hmm. respected GMs in the league. It's That's great. All right. Uh, now, I don't know where this is going to take the show, 
But Lamar Jackson, I know that you mentioned before uh, last week and the, probably the week before, maybe the week before that, that uh, the exclusive tag would be best for him so that no one can you know, take him away from the Ravens. They can figure it out. I was a more of a proponent for the non-exclusive tag. I thought that was best for the Ravens because it allowed Lamar Jackson to go out there and see, <clears throat> in my opinion, what he's not worth. And I personally think that the NFL as a whole sees the Deshaun Watson deal as an outlier and something that they hope isn't going to be the norm. And it appears, at least in the last hour or two, that that seems to be the case because as soon as they hit him with the non-exclusive tag, mm. and granted, we it's tough to tell. It's only been, you know, it hasn't been that long. But a lot of teams have been coming out. The Panthers, the Falcons, um, Commanders, the Commanders. Right, we're they're not pursuing Lamar Jackson. So now all of a sudden, this, you know, all these teams that he probably thought were going to be fighting over him might not be, and he may be crawling back to the Ravens. Dolphins were another one that yes. had already come out. Maybe yes, I mean maybe he should get a better agent, one that actually knows what he's doing and what he's talking about. Maybe he could have given him some good advice. So if I was him, I'd dump his agent and get a good one. Right. So fire himself and hire anyone. Hire anyone. <laughs> hire one of us. We we could have told him all this. So, yes. again, my thought, though, again, I read this. I told you before the show, this article I read today outlining why they he thinks they did this, but why the exclusive would have made a lot of sense in a vacuum because you can get so much more for Lamar Jackson than just two number ones. I think they did this one sort of like you said, they're hoping someone will give him a deal and he's going to realize that there still isn't all the guaranteed money. And then they can just match it and just bring him back in. And they've really lost nothing. But in, in a perfect world, somebody actually does give them all the guaranteed money. They'll still get something, two number ones out of it. There's going to be a new offense. And let him go suck and be hurt and be a poor teammate somewhere else. I'm perfectly fine. Our friend Jay uh, on Facebook, on our thing, you know, was right. He he was happy about this. But I I, I just much would have preferred. I think they just could have got, got more or at least as much with a sign and trade. Because, again, just because you get this doesn't mean you're you're stuck to it. It gives you a window till July 15th to come up with a contract. And if you give him and his agent <laughs> permission to seek out a sign and trade, they could do that and then and then get him. So I think these teams that are already we again talk for the show that are already coming out say we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. That's a load of crap. It's been three hours, four hours now. That that's just something they're all going to say for now. But. We'll see. Maybe they'll get him back at, at at a at a discount here. Hopefully, somebody offers can... like four years for a you know a a, a new Buick and a hundred grand. <laughs> you just can't help yourself with the agent thing, can you? It's just, I mean the fact that Lamar asinine thing. I, I can understand maybe some low level guy like man, I just can't spend this money. It's only three percent of what you make, but when you're going. When we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars, like the biggest contract of what's going to be his career, you think you might want somebody that knows what they're doing. Listen, you mentioned when you say 3%, you, you're not exaggerating. Agents 
aren't allowed to charge more than 3%. No, that's the max. By NFLPA right. rules, 3%. Right. So if I'm the Mar, I, I, I'm contact whatever agency, because, you know, it, very rarely, it's, just, it's not this one guy. It's not Jerry Maguire running out there representing people, right. right? It's agencies. And there are agencies that take care of quarterbacks. I think there's like three big ones. You call all of them and you say, hey, I'm Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, I need a new contract. I need you, someone, to represent me. And whoever gives me the lowest offer on percent, I'm going to go with. And you might be one guy. Oh, yeah, we're the best. We're gonna we're gonna give. We're gonna take our three percent. You know, that's normal. And then somebody's gonna be like, you know what? I'll we'll give you a discount. We'll give you two percent. And then somebody's gonna be like. You know, we want you. We want to make this money. I give you 1%. 1% of 250 million dollars is an incredible amount of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't I don't get it. Any it, it just blows my mind that someone can say I don't want to pay 3% of 250 or 300 million or whatever it's going to be. It blows my mind that someone's not willing to do this. My favorite part about this, and I know I'm jumping the gun here, and this is very selfish on my part, but when we have selfish players who have an extreme exaggerated sense of self, which I think Lamar does, I get it. Three years ago, he was the greatest football player on earth, and he was. He has not been that since then. You've mentioned that many, many times. No, the metrics aren't the same, and he's always hurt. I need... I I'd like people to know who they are. And this is turning into the perfect opportunity for Lamar to be like, holy cow, may I still think I am this, but nobody else sees me as who I think I am. And we saw this happen one time before. It doesn't happen very often with Le'Veon Bell. He thought he was the man and he was worth all of this extra cash. And nobody else thought that. And guess what? Everybody else was right. And it seems like that this Lamar Jackson might be headed down that same path. And look, maybe tomorrow we wake up and the Jets are like, ah, just kidding. <laughs> you know, here's $5 million and $250 million or five years, $250 million guaranteed. That's the thing. Maybe. That's the big thing. I don't think it's that somebody doesn't want to pay him 250 It's that they don't want to make it all guaranteed because they know he likely will not fulfill that. <clears throat> right. This is uh, it's just turning into one of the rare cases where maybe just maybe a player gets sort of put in their place and it's like, hey, you should probably <laughs> be a little more lenient with your team. You should probably get an agent and listen to the people around you that are trying to help you and not just your yes men. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And apparently the NFLPA has some guys steering him in the right direction doing this that so you know what's going to happen he doesn't get this huge contract in a month they're going to start threatening lawsuits that it's collusion in the league that they're trying to you know kill salaries that deshaun watson's thing should become the norm and they'll go through all that crap it's just gonna it's just a circus now and i just want it to be over either be in baltimore and shut up or leave just let it, let it be loves done. You. Baltimore loves you. The team I loves I you. Get it. Your teammates love you. The entire the offense is built you. for you, not even just around you, for you. And 
you want a chance at all and go away just so you can prove a point. But guess what? Let's say, for example, a team comes in and they they give Lamar a contract offer and the Ravens like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to match it. Where do the Ravens pick this year? Like 20, 20, 23, something like that. 19th, 20, 22nd, maybe. We'll call it 20. We'll just call it 20. Okay, they pick at 20 and then they get two first rounds from whoever takes them. It doesn't matter who it is. The Ravens can take their first round pick and the two they got from whoever gave it to them. They could call the Seattle Seahawks who are picking at five and be like, hey, I'll give you these three first round picks. And I don't know, maybe swap a fifth and a seventh or something if there needs to be a kicker. Let us pick at five, and then you get your quarterback of the future. It might be Will Levis. I hope it's not Anthony Richardson. But I saw Anthony Richardson in today in a mock on one of these sites going one. No. no. One. That ain't happening. Ain't Colts happening. trading up to one. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. dumb. You, you're, you're preaching to the choir there. I, I just want to throw that in there. But what I'm saying is that's a that's a possible outcome here. And granted, the, you know, the Ravens might need a year or so or whatever, but – they have a much cheaper option to move forward oh, and build yeah. their team around. It'll cost them way less. They're going to get more bang yes. for the buck. Yep. Like I said, let them go. Uh, one important thing I think you probably saw today is I had never thought of you to to even make an offer to him. This team has to have their original first round picks for the next two years available. They can't be oh, first round picks that. if they even trade for. They have to be their original mm. first round picks. So the Dolphins cannot even negotiate with him. They're not allowed to even talk to him until after the draft. Because after the draft, the league gear rolls too. And they have their 24 and 25 first round picks, but they don't have their 23 this year. So they couldn't, they're couldn't. they not even allowed to talk to him until after the draft. Well, I got something interesting for you. And this is something that, that you know popped to me in my head at the gym today. So let's say... This happens, and somebody gives the Ravens two first-round picks or whatever for Lamar. And the Ravens like, you know what? Okay. They hold on those picks, or they, they, you know, they, I don't know, do whatever. I'm not worried about the picks. But they sign Jimmy G, for example, right? He knows what it's like to run an offense that's catered to the run game, which the Ravens obviously, you know. So – they signed him, and then the fourth round rolls around in the draft, and they take Stetson Bennett. You don't think Stetson Bennett could sit in that offense under his own college offensive coordinator, and his college offensive coordinator is going to install that offense-ish at least yeah. a little bit. And, you know, Stetson Bennett sits the bench for a year. I know he's a little older, but that dude can play. And he he lost run. three games in his run. college career. At, right. He's athletic enough to do it. I know – what's he, 25 five already? Yeah, what, I, what I don't care. That mean? Who cares? Quarterbacks, right. Quarterbacks can play forever. But tell me that's not – I mean, that's not the worst outcome. If you guys end up with two first-round picks on top of the one you have. So now we got three first-round picks. You lost Lamar Jackson, but that dude didn't play 17 games a season anyway. And you got a guy who knows how to run his offensive coordinator's offense. He doesn't – there's not a learning curve, right? We have all these quarterbacks that's like, holy cow, every single year, new offense coordinator. It's tough to be, you know, successful. Stetson Bennett's going to have the same offense three years – two years in a row, 
right at Georgia. And then three years when he's sitting a bench behind a Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever. And then that fourth year in that same offense, you can't tell me that he doesn't have a decent path to success. So you do all that. And then on top of it, you would have the, you'd have the two first round picks this year and two first round picks next year. They wouldn't all three be this year because that's one this year, one next. Either if it's early enough, depending on who you traded with, take a badass receiver there. If it's not early enough, trade uh, one of those ones in a third rounder to move up and take one of the really good receivers. So they have to throw two. Now we kill two birds with one stone. Plus, we still have two ones next year. You're a Ravens fan. And one reason I keep you in my very small circle of people is because you poke holes in everything I say. For good reason. That's I mean, I, I want no men in my life, right? I don't want yes men because, you know, sometimes I'm crazy. How do you feel about the scenario I just put out there? I'd be fine with it. I, I just added on to it. I'd Let's love go. it. I'm telling you, I'm Let's done. Go. I'm done with the drama. I'm done right. with all of it. I'm done with his terrible passing. I'm done with his self-inflated crap. I'm done with the fact that he doesn't travel to away playoff games to support his team for absolutely no reason other than that he's pissy. I'm just done with it. Just go get away, go suck, sit the, and, and, and be hurt on somebody else's team. I'm just done with it. It's time for a All fresh right. start. New OC, new quarterback. I would have loved a new head coach too, but maybe a new OC and a new quarterback. Maybe John Harbaugh can get some new life in him and uh, become what he used to be. All right. Fresh starts. How about rookies coming into the NFL Doing their darndest, trying out at the NFL Combine. Yeah, you ready to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm like, dude, I'm trying so bummed. Fall asleep. Now, let me tell you. I know that there are people that hate the Combine. There are people that are whatever. There are people that love it. Here's my main thing with the Combine. It is one of the only times that you get the best of the best together on the same field at the same time doing the same things. And for me, what I want to do is I want to look at how they test is one thing. I'm not, that's whatever, but I want to see how they move through the drills. That's my favorite part because I want to see how one cornerback, what do their hips look like compared to somebody else's? I want to see how, what's one defensive lineman's bend look like compared to somebody else's. I want to see the hands of the receivers. I just want to see how they look compared to each other when they are literally standing next to each other. So that is the main thing for me at the Combine. And I think the Combine has so many little storylines. For example, Bryce Young, all he was going to do is get measured. So I am sure that right before he was weighed, he went to Golden Corral and he loaded up on steaks and mac and cheese, and he rolled up in there, and he weighed 204. And it didn't matter because he didn't do any testing. He could have eaten all he wanted to and just did what he had to do to get over 200 pounds, which he did, which he did, 5'10", 204. Gotcha, Bryce Young. Good for you. And then you go out there and you watch these quarterbacks throw, and you texted me, and you don't watch the combine, but you texted me, and you said, dude, Will Levis, what did you say? It looks like a linebacker or something. Well, Will Levis. you texted me that Tyson uh, Badgett was get, getting yeah, ready to throw. Shepherd. And he yeah. just did. And I turned it on to watch like about six guys. Turn. I was like, okay, I'm bored with this. But Levis was in there. He does. He looks like a freaking bodybuilder. He is jacked. He's like 6'3", 6'4", 
like 230 pounds. And then Anthony Richardson comes out, who we were talking about before the show. I mean, that guy's 6'4", 244 or something like that. Monster. CJ Stroud's not that big, but he's still 6'2", 6'3", 215. And here's Bryce Young standing with a hoodie and a backpack on, and he looks like he's part of the media. So he weighed over 200, which was the goal. But I got two I got two trains of thought here. One of them is smart, very smart of him to not go out there on the field and stand next to these guys. Because you don't want to be you don't want to stand next to these guys because they're going to look make you look even smaller than you are. Smart. But at the same time, man, some of these guys didn't do combine stuff. Like Joey Porter, cornerback, who I am not high on, and this is a prime example of why. He went out there and ran a 40, ran like a 4-5 something. It wasn't great. He's a press man corner. He wants to play press man all every play, every down. He doesn't go out there and do the drills. Why? Because he doesn't have the hips for it. He can't turn. He can't spin. He can't do all these different things that these Christian Gonzalez can do. So he skips it because he doesn't want to be compared to the other guys. Because then you're really going to see, holy cow, I just want – and I'm going to say Christian Gonzalez again because he looked phenomenal. And he's my cornerback one right now. But he's not going to hes not going to be in the same ballpark as that guy. And he doesn't want to be seen that. And for me, man, as a competitor, I get it. You want to do what's best for you and draft and all that stuff. But good grief. I don't – Personally, there's no way I could have stood on that sideline and watched other guys do stuff when I know I could do it. I just wouldn't look as good as them. There's no way as a competitor I could do that. Now, maybe they're making the right decision. Maybe they're making themselves some more money. For me, I hate it. I want everybody out there against each other. And it's just that kind of thing drives me nuts. But that's what I'm looking for in a combine. Long winded. Hey, wow. I know. Sorry, I got a little fired up, didn't I? I could have freaking painted my nails and <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Take out the trash. Man. I didn't see that going the way that way. Uh, that's part of the reason I think it's stupid. Guys just pick and choose what they want to do. Some of them don't go at all. It's just sort of silly. It's people like Anthony Richardson just talking himself or ran himself into a top five pick. You know. And I'll tell you, if there's one thing I thought. Bro, when I'm reading all this stuff online, because I do read all this stuff, I just I just can't sit there and watch a bunch of guys having a track meet any more than I want to go to an actual track meet. It's just hey, wrong. Hey, boy. hey, hey. I'm a state championship track coach, my friend. Come well, on. that may be true, but it's still about as exciting as watching grass grow. So, oh, uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, um, there was one thing, one red flag from all this, from this thing. When I see... Everything Anthony Richardson is, the first thing that goes to my mind is David Boston, Saquon Barkley. His body, his knees are not going to survive that size and that speed. He is just a recipe for disaster on the field. And I hope not. I hope he goes in the league and kicks ass. But I can really see his knees, ankles, hips failing him relatively early and often. It's like seriously, it's just going through my head the whole time. Like he's so freaking fast and just so heavy. And we've talked on the show before. 
your joints don't care if you're heavy from muscle or heavy from fat or heavy because you're carrying a load of bricks. It's just a lot of strain on your knees when you're cutting it, running a four four forty, and you're making a quick cut. It's uh, it could be problematic. Absolutely. So, in, in case people do not know, um, the numbers that he put up. So, Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida, six four, two hundred forty four pounds. Uh, he ran a four four three forty, which is like probably top three quarterbacks of all time. He had a 10-9 broad jump, which I think is the longest of quarterbacks all time, right? And he had a 40 and a half inch vertical, which again, I believe it's the all-time record for quarterbacks. Now, we're going to talk about him a lot. We have, I think, like seven weeks till the draft or something like that. So we're going to talk about him a lot. Um, But he only started for a year in Florida. And it's if you ask me, he is not ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He may never be ready to be a starting quarterback NFL. As far as an athlete goes, good luck finding a better one. But it's the thing. I'm after seeing what think. after seeing what Hertz has done, after seeing what Justin Fields has done with limited passing, teams are just looking for that next guy that can do that. If if not to win, just to put people in the stands because how much they know people are gonna or support and want to see it. Well um, Richardson will he, put he's people made in the himself stands. he made him I'll give it to you there for for the combine, he made himself a lot of extra money this weekend. Maybe. The one thing I'll say, and I'll probably mention this again on the show in later episodes, but after last year, watching guys like Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter, you know, such a um, Matt Corral, granted, they weren't the greatest in college, and we knew it was going to be a down quarterback class, but to watch them drop to the third round – Watching Sam Howe go in the fifth round, boy, if Richardson falls to the second, I'm not surprised. That's not going to happen. Probably not. Unless something drastic happens in the next seven weeks, he is not falling to the second round now. He's not going to go to a quarterback needy team. He's not going to go to a team that needs a quarterback. No way. I, I like to think that because that's what makes sense. But if we've learned anything, Mr. Waugh, is that NFL GMs do not make decisions based on any kind of common sense. Do me a favor. Watch all of you out there. If you think Anthony Richardson is awesome, you did one or both of these things. You watched the Utah game, which was week one, and you had all summer to prepare for them, or you watched this highlight film. You did not watch hardly any of the other game film. I did. But he's, it doesn't dude, matter. It takes, just takes one team. I know. And when, it, like you said, oh, your combine, he went there and did all this stuff. I told you, I've seen ones today. I'm looking at all these sites with mock drafts. He's going in like the top seven to ten picks. One of them, I told you, the Colts trade up to get him number one. It doesn't have to be a team that's going to sit him because some teams, they they can't wait. They don't want to. This is a. What have you done for me lately? They don't want to. They don't want to have him hold a clipboard for three years. I saw this thing about the Seahawks today. The perfect contract for Geno because they could take him and have him hold a clipboard for three years. There's nobody that's expecting Anthony Richardson to hold a clipboard for three years. Nobody. I have seen. I've seen something like that. But honestly, that's what that would be the perfect thing. Have him it go. Would, and but it's he, not going to happen. Nobody's going to leave him on the bench while you're losing. 
It's just not going to happen. If you start off two and five and you got Anthony Richardson over there with a headset on and holding a clipboard, he's going in. My favorite thing is that I make a great point, and then you hit me with my own thing where I say it only takes one. Well, it does. I know. I know. One I know. team that's going to say we need it. We need this. I could see the Colts doing it. Why not? Oh, no way. Please don't. Why, what, what's, anyway. what, what's your stock in the Colts? What do you care if he goes there? No, it's. I just don't like when people do dumb things. Well, I don't either, but we see it in every draft. All these strange head-scratching moves. I, know. I mean, for all we know, Justin Jefferson could have been that final piece okay. to win a oh, Super Bowl gosh. this year. Okay, moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Uh, we don't speak of that here. Oh, man. Am I wrong? <laughs> but seriously, moving on. C.J. Stroud is my QB1. I know that's, you know, Bryce Young's everyone's QB1. Not mine. C.J. Stroud is my guy. And I can tell you from watching many, many combines, too many that I should, um, and I know that one too many combines to watch is, is too much for you, Kevin. S- Stroud had the best throwing combine that I have ever seen. And it's, you know, I, yeah, no pads. I get it. We're in shorts. There's no defense. I get it. You're also throwing to guys you never thrown to. But still, if you're a good quarterback, you should make it happen. Dude, he was on fire. And I loved watching him net after Will Levis went because Will Levis did all this talking and this peacocking. He's walking around. He goes, there's a quote. He said, I have a, why are you throwing during, uh, you know, the combine when Bryce Young isn't? And Levis says, uh, because I have a cannon and I want to show it off. He does have a cannon. He just doesn't necessarily know where it's going. But guess what? Even on the deep passes, he didn't out throw everyone. He didn't do the Josh Allen where you drop back wait a second, and then let that bad boy rip. He didn't do that. C.J. Stroud threw just as far as him. Stetson Bennett, who we talked about just a little bit ago, had a far better deep ball than Will Levis. Will Levis looked, (laughs) I don't want to say he looked like a joke, but he did not look good. Not on the short path. It took him, what happens is a quarterback steps up and they throw three or four passes at a certain route, and then they rotate out. And they come back in, and they do it again, and then they rotate out. It took Will Levis two or three passes every single time they changed the route to put the ball anywhere near where it needed yeah. to go. But, but yeah, I, I got two words for you why he's still going to go top ten. I know, man. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I know. I know. It's just going to happen. The thing, he's, the not, he's not as mobile as Josh Allen. It's just doesn't matter. He right. looks like him. He got the cannon like him. All yes. these question marks, leaving college, leaving the, the combine. And, but he's still going to go top ten. He might go top three. I, I've seen I've seen a lot of mocks that have him as the first quarterback going. It's usually him or Bryce Young. It's ridiculous. I'm telling you, C.J. Stroud. Now C.J. Stroud doesn't have People the highest ceiling. The same thing about Josh Allen, and that's why these Lord, GMs are willing to take these chances because if they're wrong, okay, well next year we start over. But if they're right, you have Josh Allen. And that you know what I think that separates us from the GMs because I absolutely hate being wrong. No, you're not, a, and you're not a risk taker. You you like you like to be the guy that makes the smart, educated move that is a hopefully a no brainer. I want to get it right, exactly. And risk taking okay. does not lend to getting it right a lot. But that's the thing with some of these guys. Bills took a risk. Obviously, it hasn't won them a Super Bowl, but boy, did that turn that franchise around for a year. It looked awful, but now. Two years. Two, Two years, years yeah. Well, 
You got Stefan Diggs. You needed move. something now else. It wasn't you. It was Josh Allen, but you needed something else. Yeah, he needed more Diggs. Right. Somebody reliable to throw to. I mean, but but that's was why also, he's going to go. He's still going to go really early because of the comparisons to Josh Allen. Because everybody wants the next Josh Allen. Hundred <clears throat> percent. Um, I also want the next Josh Allen. It's just not Will yeah. Levis. It, it might he, not be, but if it is, you look like a genius for doing it. And you saw that weird stuff, right? Like he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. He that eats I bananas with. Oh, he so he puts bananas. I'm sorry. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. He eats his bananas with the peels on, and he's afraid of milk. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's top ten yeah. pick. There you go. Right. If he can slang a football consistently, and I just nobody will care uh, about all. Hell, I don't need a wacko in my locker room. Um, one last thing I say about the quarterbacks to combine Max Duggan, who was the, I think he won the Davy O'Brien, like quarterback of the year award or whatever Dude, that guy's not good. Oh my gosh. He couldn't hit any of these receivers for anything. I felt so bad for him. He, gosh, he was bad. How, how did Badgett um, look? Um, he was fine. He's fine. I got a guy, my late round guy, um, that I really like from the quarterback room is Jake Hayner from Fresno state. He's smaller, six foot, two hundred ish, a little over two hundred, but he's got great footwork, great, great mechanics. He's very accurate. Um, I like Jake Hayner. He looked good out there. Um, but uh, your boy Badgett was he's fine. I, oh, I liked him way more. Than I, like I did not. Duggan. Yeah, I liked him way more than I like Max Duggan. That's for sure. Cool. Uh, the only running back I was really going to talk about tonight was Chase Brown from Illinois because. I hadn't watched any of his film, but that dude dominated. He is, I bet I haven't looked at the, I, you know what? I can look right now, but he was one of, if not the most athletic of all of the running backs. I mean, his, he ran a four, four, three. He had like over a 40 inch vertical. He was very impressive. And uh, I don't know. I feel like you go out there and do some things. I'll have to go watch his tape to see what I feel about that. But, he he dominated out there uh, as far as running backs go. And, you know, uh, Bijan Robinson looked great. Jameer Gibbs looked super fast. The one thing that I'm very happy with for the as far as the running backs go is I am in love with Zach Charbonnet running back from UCLA. And I wasn't sure he was even going to run a 4-5 in the 40. I thought it might be a 4-6, and I was worried about that. But he came in with a 4-5-2. And that is phenomenal for me. I'm very happy about that. Did you anything on the running backs for you? No, because I didn't watch any of it. We got to read about it, so I didn't know. I did, but I mostly read about quarterbacks and a little bit of receivers because the whole running back class is just, just. I don't know how much they're worth talking about. Yeah, but the running back there. There's a bunch of them that are good, but nobody because they're not going to go high. That's going to go. They're not going to get drafted. Will be the only one in the first round, most likely. Right. I've even Maybe seen some things saying there's a chance he could drop to the second round. Um, I think there's going to be yeah. there. It's either going to be. I think it's either going to be Robinson and Gibbs in the first, or no one goes in the good first. There so you the go. two running backs or zero running backs. That's right. So you feel Gibbs would only go because the team would feel pressed. Like okay, one of them's already yes. going. We better get him now because right. he's not going to be here thirty picks from now. Gotcha. Right, just like the like the Brees Hall thing. Like nobody, nobody went after running back, and all of a sudden it's like Brees Hall went 
was it the first pick of the second round with the yeah, Jets, so, I think? Yeah. yeah. First or second pick. And it was right. Um, wide receivers. My number one wide receiver come out. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Dude, he did not run the 40. Again, he probably wasn't going to run the speed of everybody else. Speed's not his thing, but dude, his quickness and and agility was on display. He is the smoothest route runner. Yeah, I, I read spot. a thing today saying he is going to be like the baddest ass slot receiver in the league the day on day one. He's awesome, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. So he so I again, I'm going to get too much into this because I'm so excited about it, and this is what I do. And watching all of the film, I've watched. I'm up to like. 50 60 guys now he played on a team with garrett wilson with chris olave blew him out of he the was the guy he was the blew, guy it wasn't even close what even close he, he blew them out of the water in every category he had 327 receiving yards in a bowl game yeah he's a monster dude so great how is this now it's just how early he's going to go and pray that he goes to a team that actually throws I have, I have good feelings about this. I think he's – they have to, man. They, if you have this guy on your team, you have to go to him. Um, another so? guy that I was happy to see did well was Bryce Ford Wheaton, which nobody has heard of except for me because I'm a I WVU have. guy. Great. Awesome. He really helped his stock because he ran like a 4-3-8-40, and he's huge. He's – uh, what is he like? Six three six. He's six four two twenty. Okay, and he ran a four three eight forty. I think it was. Granted, he's got. I don't want to say his frying pans for hands, but he's not great at catching. So he's got to work on work that. on that. Uh, right, I know. And you get you get out there in the jugs machine for you know two hours a day. You you can work on that. But I, I saw an article happy. today that had him besides Anthony Richardson that he was number two in raising his draft stock strictly based on the combine number two of all positions behind Richardson. I'll be honest, man. He, I mean, he had a 41 inch vertical like, and, and he can run, he was a nine route guy, but he can run, he can do more than that. Not a whole lot more, but I liked it. I liked it for him. And it you know, you see a big guy running that fast. It works for DK. That's all he does. Right. I mean, well, sure. Um, defensive ends, Nolan Smith, four three nine forty as a D end. Listen, at, he also had a a one five two ten yard split in his forty. I'm pretty sure the best cornerback had a one four seven, so yeah. he was point zero five um, seconds slower than the fastest cornerback in ten yards. He had a forty one and a half inch vertical, almost an eleven foot broad jump. He is very small. He is very undersized, but he showed out. I don't know how NFL teams are going to look at that because he only weighs like 238 pounds or something. Yeah, but doesn't he use most mocks? He's still going like top seven, isn't he? No, he's not going. No, not not Nolan Smith. Oh, okay. I, I have somebody else in mind then. Now he's going later. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, another edge. Uh, he looked fantastic in all of his drills. He had great numbers. Uh, <clears throat> a guy that I absolutely love, Keon White. Uh, you know, you watch a guy on tape and – this is another thing I look for in the combine. What I see on tape, does it happen? Is he fast? You know, is he quick? Keon yeah. White, I'm watching him, you know, dominate offensive linemen. Um, is he strong? He bumped out 30 reps on the bench press. I like that. 
Uh, defensive tackle, Kalijah Cansey, undersized guy. I think you may have brought him up last week from Pittsburgh uh, in Aaron, the Aaron Donald. Yeah the, the, yeah, the whole thing with him, yeah. Right. Not that he's Aaron Donald, but four six seven forty. Right. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's why you brought it up. Because yeah, because he, he, so he broke his record for yes. – yeah. Yep. Um, I mentioned Christian Gonzalez, cornerback. My gosh, did he look – so smooth out there. Everything he did, hips and – oh, man, it was great. Uh, and then the last guy, I don't want to screw this name up, Brian. It's either Br- – I've heard him say Brissy or Brizzy or Breesy, but he's a defensive tackle from Clemson. He was actually, uh, in his recruiting class, the number one ranked high school player in the country mm. from Damascus oh, nice. in Montgomery County, Maryland, right? And he ran a four eight six forty, which is great for a guy that's three hundred pounds. But I tell you what, some of these guys are three hundred pounds, and you know why are they three hundred pounds? He looked like a very solid three hundred pounds. Like this dude hits the weight room, he works out. Um, so I, I that's something I I like to see in the defensive tackles, and you know offensive linemen because there's a difference between what Lane Johnson looks like with his shirt off. And what somebody else looks like, another offensive lineman of the right. same size. You know what I mean? Dude, Brisey looked good, man. And and I wanted to see that for him. I've, I mean, I'm rooting for him as a Maryland guy, but um, he went through a lot of stuff this year. And he's probably going to be a first-round pick. So I like seeing that as well. Cool. I saw in that same article I was referencing earlier, the guy who was given the dead last for the uh, combine that – killed his stock the most was a guy you texted me about the other day who's that jordan addison that it was yes. so poor that he literally maybe cost himself a round or two it won't matter no way I'm there's zero percent the chance says. right there's zero percent chance that addison gets out of the second round simply because of his college production he was the bolitnikoff winner two years ago as a junior playing at pittsburgh with kenny pickett And he went last year. year. Well, right. But he also had the Heisman Trophy winner as quarterback. And you might think, well, he's got the Heisman Trophy winner quarterback. He should give him the ball. I mean, he he was doing exactly what a great quarterback does and gets it to the guy who's open. Yeah. And so that's going to be tough. Addison, what did he run, like a 4-5-5-40 or something like that? it was not stellar. It certainly wasn't. That being said, man, he's – He's not going to drop that much because he's a good football player, and that's what it's all about. If you're good at football, yeah. you're going to get drafted higher, and it, that's bogus. Whatever you read, I know. He ran a four four nine. That his stock dropped from poor, poor stat, poor, poor metrics. That's all. No, he he's. I doubt he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board. Um, but he's certainly no way that's happening. Yeah, he's certainly not going to go in the third round or something crazy. Wow, man. You think? You don't think he could drop to the third round? No way. Okay. Nope. Put it here. Stamp it. Boom. Whatever Witness. Witness. Love it. No way he goes in the third round. Fair enough. He's too good of a player, man. Watch him run his routes. He he gets open. He gets separation. He's gotcha. good. And he was I, born I, in I Frederick, cared. Maryland. Uh, yeah, he went to Tuscarora. That's who I texted you about. He went to yeah. Tuscarora. Yeah, he That's went right. to Tuscarora. Yeah, now he is my wide receiver four right now. I can't see myself moving him because I don't even know who I'd put in front of him. It's certainly not going to be Jalen Hyatt. It's 
everyone loves Josh Downs for some reason. And I must be missing something on the film. I just don't see how he is a better player than Zay Flowers or 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 Jackson Smith and Jigba. I, Isn't it crazy I, how year to year this changes? Last year, you and I loved like the top 12 receivers. We're like in at least six or seven of them are NFL ready. Now we talk about one or two who are NFL ready and the rest are just like, yeah, they're receivers. Somebody will take them. It's just flip-flops so much year to year. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And it's it's just in the – it's the – and I don't know why. I don't know why. Now, different positions are gaining popularity, I guess, um, as far as the draft goes. But I'm not sure why that happens. And, I, you know, I put different notes for every position. You know, so like the quarterbacks last year, there was one first rounder, and I'll be honest, I'm not even sure Kenny Pickett was worth the first round pick. Most likely wasn't. I mean, we're, we're going to see here, but this yeah. year we're going to have definitely three and possibly four guys go in the first round for sure. You know, and I, I, it's it's wild, man. I I don't know. Every year's different. A lot, there's a lot of parody in the NFL, and there's a lot of parody. Um, as far as the draft goes in college and year by year, how good each, each class is. Yeah. Well said. Kind of. It's like stumbling over my words there for a minute. Well, it's just I'm looking saying, at it. That's the way it is. It also depends on who comes out when, if you have a bunch of underclassmen coming out all at once, obviously then that's a bigger thing and more, more and variety, that, more. And actually that was a problem this year with the, uh, with the recent senior bowl. Because the talent level wasn't what it normally is, but that was because there were so many underclassmen coming out and there weren't a whole lot of seniors. And some right. of the seniors were injured, like, you know, Hedden Hooker, I think he's a senior coming out, you know, quarterback from Tennessee, but, you know, he couldn't do anything because he tore his ACL, right? He sure um, did. Here are the stats. I want to look this up. So 2021, not this past year, year before, when Garrett Wilson was on the team, when Chris Olave was on the team, um, Ohio <laughs> State played Utah last game of the year. Jackson Smith and Jigba, 15 catches, 347 yards, and three touchdowns. <laughs> Dude, this is the guy, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, he's, he's my wide receiver early. one. It's not, it's, and it's not that close for me. He's and my wide com- receiver one. He's going to go early anyway, but the combine definitely helped him out. Yeah. All right, sir. You, you have anything else you want to add in here before we head out? I'm good. There's one bombshell thing that, maybe got squashed today that it came out early this morning that Tom Brady might be sitting retiring again, but he came out again early, but he came out early this afternoon and said he couldn't because he has to look after his daughter's new kitten. Um, so, but dude, I, I still, I'm still saying I'm still at 25%. I think you said 20 last week. I said 25. If I am Tom Brady. First off, it's it's a very Tom Brady of him. That's a very Tom Brady thing to say. Yes. Like, oh, definitely not coming out. I got my I got my daughter a two month old cat. I mean, have you ever have you ever taken care of a two month old cat? Obviously, I can't play football. That's very Tom Brady of him. However, if I'm Tom Brady and the Niners or the Dolphins come calling, it's so tough to turn us. It will be hard, down. or even the Raiders and throwing to Devontae Adams. Nah. That's yeah, not because enough. McDaniel's is there. His quarterback coach is there. There's a lot. There's a lot there. I'm not saying it's probable. I'm saying there's a chance. Those would be the three, the only three places I think that he would truly say, you know what, 
screw this. I'm, I'm sorry, kids. I'm heading back to the NFL. The Niners, you could argue the 49ers with Tom Brady are the best team in the NFC. Better than the Eagles, you could argue that. Yeah, and all the and draft the, capital they could get for Trey Lance. Right. M- maybe. Maybe, but maybe. you could get some draft capital. Something, right, you're not sure. getting two number ones and a three. But you could get – we talked about this last week. You could get something for him. And then no Purdy, and, I read today, you probably saw he's supposed to come back like by week two or three. They're expecting. Right. Well, yeah, but we'll see. Um, and then if you're the Dolphins and you're Tom Brady, you get to throw to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and you know they could sign me as their running back and the running game is going to be decent with how they scheme everything right Right. so you know you're going to have a run game to lean on and you have those guys to throw to with the bills probably on the way down I don't know well uh, right but it could be but you you could probably convince Tom Brady that you're the with him that he gets to play Belichick twice Oh, and he gets to do that. I even think about that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so great. It would be cool. I, dude, I, I would love it. I mean, I, I I wish I was wrong. I wish I felt 75% that he'd come back. I, I would love to see it happen. I really don't think he will. Obviously, that's why I'm at 25%. But, oh, that would be such a great storyline. But if they're going to do it, they should do it soon so that they could trade to uh, and get something for him before the draft. True. Very true. All right, sir. Anything else from you? Nah, I'm all good. Awesome. Uh, make sure you check us out on Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Get your bell rung football podcast. He's Kevin. I'm Bobby. We love you. Thank you. See ya.